This podcast doesn't exist. Yeah. That was really nice. All right. I like that one. It was very classy. It was a bit like, you know, like... False advertising. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to This Podcast Doesn't Exist. I'm Shannon. I'm Emma. And we went out of order, but yeah, this is our show. We're best friends. We have a grand old time. We hope you have a grand old time, too. Yeah. We haven't seen each other in a week, so this one's going to be fun. An entire week. I would say it's not happened before, but it genuinely has happened multiple times. Yeah, literally a lot of times over the nine years we've known each other. Nine. Wild. Yeah. I mean, welcome. Um, If you want to grab a bingo card and sit down and listen to us, you can go to... Yeah, take off your shoes, get some beverage. Get some cozy. It's almost almost the holiday season. If you're someone who celebrates before Thanksgiving, like if it doesn't exist for you or if you would prefer if it didn't exist, feel free. Like, go full on holiday, turn on that Mariah... These holidays don't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Turn on that Mariah Carey. Let her serenade you. That was very good. Thanks. You're welcome. And uh, pull up our bingo card from our website, thispodcastdoesn'texist.com. Dot com! Thank you. But yeah, you can find everything else there, too, if you want to follow us on Twitter. I'm getting back into that. We're trying. The YouTubes is, is also in the works, so get ready. But the main place that we live is on Instagram, so feel free to go there and go find out, you know, what we're doing. We always post our photos from every episode. We have Meme Mondays. Go say hey. Feel free um, to submit for Meme Monday. Feel free to submit whatever you want as well to our inbox at This Podcast Doesn't Exist. We take suggestions, which I did last week, and you haven't listened to last week's, then go on back. I took a spooky suggestion, so yes. if you'd like to do that. Or you can just send us your weird, creepy stories of, like, when you were a child and had a best friend who was a literal ghost, Haley. I still can't get over that. We have to figure out when we're doing a mailbag episode. Because we have enough, I think. Yeah, we genuinely do. We do need to do a mailbag for you guys. But maybe that'll be a, like, surprise Monday. It just happens. Oh, it'll just show up like a little present under the tree. (laughs) Getting all holiday spirited. And, well, speaking of the holidays, Emma, I gotta say... I'm thankful for you Aww. and for our listeners, because Turkey Day was yesterday. Yeah, man. Time. It's weird. It is weird. Can you believe? Over a year. Over 50 episodes. It's really weird to think about. Like, it's we've... A fun time. You guys, we've, we've worked so hard, pat, like, for this podcast in terms of, like, getting it to you all, but it has been the most fun. Oh, yeah. To, like, just sit here and shoot crap with you all day. Well, I can't swear. <laughs> I, I love that that's your version of not swearing. You're like, well, it's technically a game, so... Craps. Shooting craps. Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, obviously. Only reason I do homework every other week is to tell stories to you. Yeah. And well, to our listeners. And I'm thankful for you. And thank you very much for finally giving in. <laughs> <laughs> like a year and a half after the initial idea. Yeah. How I was like, well, how funny would if would it be if you were just like, oh, thanks for being thankful for me. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Not that you ever would, but <laughs> if you had started this bit, that's how I would have ended it. But <laughs> all right. So that was our housekeeping. So take off your shoes, settle in, unless you're like in a car. Don't do that. But like in your mind. Yeah. In your settle mind in. palace. Settle into our little cozy 
pod tavern. Ooh, um, we've got a tavern? I don't know, uh, like a cottage, a oh, pod cottage. Do we have some like little roses out in the front, a little gate? I mean, if you want to deal with the yard work, I'm not doing it. <laughs> You're, you're in charge of the inside. I'm like, I'll bake cookies and stuff. Great. Good to know. Yeah. Some oatmeal scotchies. Oh, that sounds delicious. You got a fire. It's great. Yeah. I mean, we'll get Nelson to chop some firewood That's for exactly us. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. So picture where you are. I picture lots of like squishy armchairs. Very common room from Harry Potter vibes. Ooh, I'm into that. But anyway, that was a fun Detour? Imaginary, uh, imagination exercise like I you're really, in theater class. I really like your mind palace. It sounds delightful. Great. Well, Emma, mm-hmm. I'm glad you liked that exercise because right now I'm going to paint you a picture. Ooh, all right. Let me close so, my yeah, eyes. Get close into your it. Eyes. So picture it. It's warm. It's actually mm. like pretty humid out, but like Ooh. not in, a, in an oppressive way. Like you're, there's a breeze. So you're really just enjoying yourself. You're with your family, your friends. Everybody that you love, you're all out for a lovely summer day trip. Ooh. You know, you've packed a cooler with whatever beverage you know you so desire. You know, whatever Capri Suns. I was just about like. to say those margarita pouches that are <laughs> Capri Suns, but for adults. Grown-up Capri Suns. You got some Sinex snacks. So around you, you hear the sounds of other groups, but like they're just far enough away that it's a good, comfy space. But you know, you can hear them laughing and talking. You hear some splashing in the distance. There's the crisp scent of barbecue just drifting through the air. It's so fun. People got frisbees and picnic blankets out on the grass. You got some ducks that are wandering around, hoping you'll give them a little Frito, a little little crumb. And you got a swimming area. It's very calm. The sand is nice and soft. It is pretty warm out. So you consider putting down your book in favor of going into the water. Wrong. (laughs) Don't go in the water. (laughs) This meditative experience just got completely interrupted. That was fully meditative. I'm like, my eyes are still closed. (laughs) Well, you may want to open them to keep an eye out because today, Emma, we're going to talk about one of the most deadly and possibly haunted lakes in america <gasps> that's right we're going to lake lanier baby yes oh i'm so excited <laughs> all right i'm glad that worked i was like that i don't know i was truly... typing this morning i was like i don't know how this is gonna work but great oh dude i mean guys shannon is genuinely like a writer of stories so um <laughs> That was fully sure. meditative. Like, you know, have you ever done that where it's like, it's not necessarily like a headspace thing where they like put the headphones in and they're like, take a breath or anything like that. It's yeah. like, you just close your eyes and like imagine a space. Well, Dude, that was my was favorite. Really that was my favorite in like theater class in high school. Yes, I was just about to We'd say go that. out on the stage and she'd turn the lights like yes. barely on and we'd all lay on like a little like, uh, like gymnastic mats almost. Yeah. And she'd be like, you're in a field and there's this hot air balloon and... And then I would just pass out because I was a high schooler and it was like third period. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> it on. was just adult night nap time. Truly. Oh, why don't we should really build in nap time nap until time. the work day? Yes, I agree. Look, if we ever have a podcast empire and we have employees, we will give them nap time. I'm, in order for yeah. us to have an empire, you should like share, subscribe, share us with all your friends, your enemies, etc. I mean, feel free to make us the empresses of our own you know, kingdom. 
Make the pod cottage real. <gasps> oh, hashtag. <laughs> hashtag pod, pod cottage. <laughs> hashtag. Um, I mean, pod palace would be better, but no, that's but a I, lot of upkeep. That's a, yeah, that's very drafty. One of the, I was going to say, one of the wings would just completely never be used. The West like, Wing. <gasps> don't go into the West Wing. Well, I guess now we need a pod palace. Well, that's, that's tier 800 that's, of the Patreon. That's fair. That's fair. All right. All right. So we're back. Sorry. 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 We're back Lake on the beach. Lake Lanier. Lake Lanier. So our story today takes us down south to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Northeast of Atlanta. Lake Lanier is a sprawling man-made lake created by the Army Corps of Engineers in 1956 for flood control, drinking water, and hydroelectric power. Ooh, cool. It touches five counties in North Georgia and is named after a 19th century Georgian poet and, I will also add, Confederate veteran, Sidney Lanier, whose poem, Song of the Chattahoochee, is an ode to the river that feeds the lake. Yes, let's all take a moment. Chattahoochee. Think about what it reminds you of. Ha 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 ha. Okay. It is the largest lake in the state of Georgia at 26 miles long with 692 miles of shoreline covering more than 39,000 acres of water, reaching depths as great as 211 feet near the Buford Dam. And now just to give you a little comparison of 211 feet. Thank you. That is deeper than the Statue of Liberty is tall. Ooh. So a lake that is a Statue of Liberty more than a Statue of Liberty deep. That, wow, I did not realize that. Yeah. Thank you for putting it into that. I genuinely thought you were going to give it to me in kilometers, and I was like, Oh no! That's, I mean, shout out to whichever article I got that from because I I did not look up that comparison yes. solely for us, but uh, it no, was I a helpful that. visual. Yeah. So plans for the re- uh, for the reservoir slash lake began all the way back in 1946 with plans to dam the Chatty Chattahoochee River. Chattahoochee. <laughs> There's so many vowels in this word. Um. <laughs> All right, it was too funny for me to go back and say it again, so we're just going to keep it in. sorry! We're going to keep it in! Okay, in order to accomplish this, the land would have to be purchased from the families and individuals who already had homes and businesses built in the area. And some of this land had been passed down through families for hundreds of years. The first of these transactions took place in 1948, when Henry Shadburn... An 81-year-old ferryman for Forsyth County, Georgia, because you would use ferries to get across rivers where there weren't bridges, he sold his 100-acre farm, which was known as Shadburn's Farm, to the U.S. government for $4,100. Over the next two years, the U.S. government purchased over 50,000 acres of farm and bottomland from individuals and corporate businesses alike, most selling for about $50 an acre. Okay. I, I did not update that to today's money, but that's okay. That right. feel. I mean, it, this is the 1940s. I'm gonna comfortably say that that sits at like maybe about like 150. It's, me, that's me saying I'm things like, confidently. It's not on your bingo card, but it should be. There goes Emma stating things confidently that she has not researched. Nope. I'm just gonna guess. <laughs> Ding. Uh, it's estimated that anywhere between 250 and 700 families were relocated during this process. Most did sell the land to the government, but anyone who refused to sell had their land forcibly seized and they were removed because 
government. That's terrifying. Some families later regretted their decision once they realized they couldn't survive on what the government had given them financially, and they've lost their farmland in most Uh-oh. cases. So, so this is now already cursed. We'll get there. Oh my gosh. Any wooden structures that were in this region were dismantled and in some cases relocated due to the danger that they could pose to watercraft if they were to float. So they got rid of those. However, concrete and brick structures, they were left because they weren't going to float. So actually beneath the waters of the lake, there are underwater ghost towns oh my gosh and i loved this so you know a lot of its foundations yeah, of yeah homes yeah. not just like full buildings um but there's also the concrete seating of the beloved family-owned looper speedway which was a dirt like motor yeah. racing track that's down at the bottom of the lake the tops of the seats actually emerged in 2001 when there was a drought severe enough to drop the lake 15 feet below full capacity. So it kind of, like, rose out Only of... Only 15 feet? Yeah. Well, because it depends, like, which part... The oh, whole lake part? isn't 211 see, feet see, deep. See, That's, like, yeah, yeah. the deepest. But, yeah, the tops of the... That's so creepy. And there are also a lot of little, like, islands in the lake of just, like, hilltops that were so high that even when the lake got filled... They didn't get covered up all the way, so now it's like, oh, that's it's so in a way funny. it's wrecked the ecosystem because the river used to be a very fr- free flowing river, but now it's like more stagnant. But then a new kind of ecosystem develops with like these little islands and, and whatever. That's so interesting. The rusted remains of ferries, once used to transport residents across the Chattahoochee River and back again, were even left to sit decaying along the lake's bottom and on its shoreline. This feels very irresponsible to me in terms of, like, materials and... Yeah, we'll get there. All right. However, not everything or everyone (gasps) could be so easily relocated. Within the area meant to be the lake, there are up to 20 cemeteries. No! 20 cemeteries! But these included both small family plots. Oh, okay. As well as more organized, formal, like, attached to a church. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm thinking, like, 20-ish churches, each having their own churchyard full of... Okay, thank you. It was very common for there to be tiny, like, family plots on... Because they, a lot of them had, like, that one guy had, like, 100 acres of land, so it was pretty common that you would have a family plot. Uh, When possible, coffins and headstones were dug up and relocated to higher elevation around the proposed edge of the lake. So trying to keep them, like, as close to where they had been buried as possible. And when possible, family was buried near other family members. But if surviving family couldn't be found to either identify a grave or give permission, uh, some remains were left behind. It's also very possible that unmarked graves from earlier generations, as well as those of indigenous peoples, were left to be drowned by the lake's creation. According to Cesar Yabor, a spokesman for the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, quote, 
the technological capability to identify and verify unmarked burial sites through subsurface scanning or other means was far less robust 70 years ago. Well, duh. While the Corps made every effort at the time to locate unmarked burials, the limited capabilities of the time made it probable that unanticipated finds of human remains are possible, whether from the antebellum and Civil War periods or of Native American origin from pre-colonial and ancient times. We'll get back to them. Okay. So, the new Lake Lanier took between three to five years to reach its full capacity at 1,071 feet above sea level. At its peak, Lake Lanier has about 625 billion gallons of water, which is equivalent to 950,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Dang. I think even Michael Phelps would get tired if he tried to (laughs) swim through all that water. Um, During droughts and extremely dry seasons, however, the lake does recede to reveal some of the remnants of the flooded towns lurking beneath, as well as wreckage from numerous accidents that have occurred over the years. The lake attracts somewhere between 8 and 11 million visitors annually, which is about the same number that visit the Louvre. (laughs) Louvre, Lanier, close enough. (laughs) I mean... I just thought that was interesting. That is, I, I like these equivalencies, though. This makes yeah. me happy. It helps. It's very helps helped to conceptualize, conceptualize it. Because I'm not, especially when it comes to, like, size. Like, you could give me, like, it's about 15 football fields. I'm like, okay, I can conceptualize that. I know what that looks like. But sure. if you give me, like, you know, I'm this is not 15 football fields long, but, like, 20,000 feet. I'm like, what the heck does that mean? I'm like, so, that's cool. Is that a Yeah, that's the, a number. Is that down the road or across city? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Uh-oh. For some spooky stuff? Yes. I thought you might be. I am. So the murky depths of the sunken towns certainly make for some eerie diving experiences. <gasps> oh, I... Oh. There are videos on YouTube, there are countless videos on YouTube that show houseboats, for example, that have sunk and they're just still there. And I was too freaked out to watch any of them. <laughs> so I was just about to ask. <laughs> I, you, like, it's very much my brand. Like, you'd think I'd be very Yeah, like it, sunken ships. But the fact, at least the, like, couple sample ones that I watch are very, like... I think intentionally creepy where they have oh. this like eerie music in the background. That's not but then helpful. you like they're filming but they're like scuba diving, right? So you hear the like <gasps> Oh, so it's full on Darth Vader. <gasps> and I'm like, no, I need like the po- the clean, like the polished up, like Discovery Channel version where the, the narrator's like, as you can see, the divers yep. have reached the remnants of the old schoolhouse, blah blah blah. Like that's what I need. So maybe when it's not dark out. I can investigate that. That's fair. Divers have even reported seeing catfish as big as a Volkswagen. Ah! Which I'm I would love to see footage of that. Yeah. I mean, that really. would also be terrifying, I think, but Do you know how people catch catfish? By their mouth, right? With their hands. They like shove their hand in the burrow or whatever and then they like pull them out. Or by like, their feet. Like, with their feet. Not the catfish foot. <laughs> I was like, Emma, um, hate to bite you. 
Don't think catfish have feet. No, but like if they can feel the burrow with their they feet, like stick they stick their, their, their feet in there and catch them by the catfish chomping on their toe. And then they'll pull it up and out and like pull it off of their feet. That's like not worth it. I just, I don't. Wait, I have to make a reference that's like only for Shelby and maybe some other people, but mainly for Shelby. That's fine. But that catfish, some Joe Goldberg energy. It's just gonna, <laughs> you might lose a toe. You're right. That is just for Shelby. I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> it's from you. Oh. The Netflix show. I've never been on Netflix. <laughs> Did you see that TikTok? I'll show you later. Yes, of the measles. <laughs> yeah, I started watching it and then I was like, from an improv and an anxiety and a just not liking stupid people perspective, I can't continue watching this. I just, I, I can't with content where it's like people, Ugh. It's just like the awkward. <laughs> Those noises. Like the awkward factor. The cringe factor. Well, that's I think like, Nelson and I have I was going to say, that would, that's Nelson's thing, is he cannot. I can't watch other people, like, suffering. I, it's just, well, I don't. It's like not even suffering. It's just like them being in an awkward situation. But that's what I mean by yeah. suffering. Oh, I see. <laughs> like, suffering through that social embarrassment. I see. Is the full phrase I should have said. Yes. Not saying I enjoy watching people legitimately suffer. That's also not great. No, that's not. <laughs> we are not a, a scary movie. Uh, no, people. I gotta go. I gotta go. Right. Catfish as big as a Volkswagen. I was like, how did we get here? Oh, you know what they call it? What? Noodling. I hate it. <laughs> I hate that. But speaking of Netflix, the Netflix drama Ozark, which has its own high body count, films... Scenes at Lake Lanier. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I guess, because there's a lot of water to choose from. Yeah. A lot of angles of the water, too. Yeah. Lake Lanier has seen more than 500 boating accidents, including some mysterious instances of boats going up in flames. That feels like a lot. 500 and, like, since the 40s feels like a lot. Since 56. Oh, feels like a lot. I reiterate. There was a boat explosion as recently as, as May 9th, 2021. Whoa. That left six people injured, including two teenagers. Oh. On that same day, the body of a 23-year-old boater was recovered after being missing for 24 hours. Aww. Authorities said he jo- jumped off a pontoon and never came back. There are oh also a couple TikToks that I'm not going to link to because... It was a lot of work to find the original, and but there's one of this deck, this like double, a two, a two layer, like it's a dip, a two level like metal deck situation. What am I trying to say? Like it's the thing a that, dip. The thing that goes out into the water. A dock. A dock. Yes. <laughs> a deck dock. A two-layer dip deck dock. But it was... It and it just collapsed. And oh, like, my god! A bunch of people had to, like, jump off into the water so that they didn't get squished Crushed. or, like, thrown. Oh, my um, gosh. And then there was another video. It was, like, in... Both of these are linked. They're, like, in one of the sources that I use. So if you really want to go watch them, you can go find them that way. But a... It's a video. People are, like, partying on a boat, as boat people do. Mm-hmm. I will never understand, but 
Love that for you, I guess. And there's a guy who's like sitting on the back section, like the bumper of the boat. And there's a girl who's like standing next to him and she's like twerking towards the camera. <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were going. But having okay. a great, like having a great time. This boat is, there's a very narrow distance between like the bumper of the boat and the edge of the dock. This girl in like two seconds goes from twerking to like, <gasps> like falls out, like falls off the boat and like barely misses hitting her head. And, like, they pull her back out. But it literally looks like something, like, <laughs> So the, ca- the caption on the tweet is, like, the spirits did not approve. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to, ye- what is it? What's the opposite of yeet? Yoink. <laughs> Yonk. <laughs> we needed to yonk her back. <laughs> right. So, numerous stories of boats capsizing after hitting something in the water have, have come up over time. Mm-hmm. Yet when the area is searched, like the area where the accident happened is searched, nothing of significant size is found. Nothing to explain why the accident happened. Spirits are yoinking them. Others purport the occurrence of sudden, dangerous, rogue waves that seem to come out of nowhere, capsize a boat, and then disappear. Waves on a lake? Mm-hmm. Oh! Oh, I don't like that. Well, you're going to not like this next part. But don't worry. I'm sorry. (laughs) The lake, since its creation, the lake has claimed the lives of over 700 people. That's too many people. With over 200 of these occurring since 1994. That's too, that's, no, that's too many people. And one of the articles, I didn't write it down, classic me, but one of the articles was talking about how there's, like, the next largest lake that's, like, fairly close, also significant in size, only has one, about one-third of the amount of deaths. I would assume. This is, too ma- this is too many dead people. This is too many dead people. I mean, any amount of dead people is probably too much. I mean, that's fair, but, like... There's already dead people underneath this. Like, what are... You want to hear something that you're going to hate more? Go ahead. The bodies of at least 27 of these victims have never been recovered. That's too many bodies. Where are they? (laughs) I don't know, but people are out there swimming. Not good soup. No, very, very, very bad soup. Very bad soup. Very bad soup. Very, very bad soup. Many of the drownings that have occurred in the lake are, in addition to being tragic, duh, a bit odd. (gasps) They frequently occur close to shore and in calm water conditions. And many of the victims were people who were thought to be strong swimmers. No, I don't like this. Several survivors of near drownings have apparently claimed that it was like someone pulled them underwater. Ooh! Ooh! I just got full body shivers immediately. You cracked your back while you were doing that. (laughs) I cracked something. That's... Now I see why you do spooky episodes all the time. Isn't it fun? It really is. <laughs> what, is that, what does that say about us? I don't know, but I really like... 
<laughs> when I told Nelson today because he hadn't listened to the latest episode because we were gone this weekend. Slacking. And he was like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to listen to the episode. And I was like, ooh, it's, it's a good one. He goes, really? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, Did, is it spooky? Yeah. Did she cry? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, ooh, yay. <laughs> no, Nelson, you're supposed to be on my side. Also, Nelson, the correct response to is not to ask, is it a good one? Because obviously every episode it's every, is a good one. Every one of them's a good that's one. All, that's also a lie. I don't. We agree. always, like, I am constantly thinking, oh, you know what? This one that we just did, solid. Good one. Great. Was it as good as the last one? Yeah. Was it better? Maybe. Maybe not. Like, I hate maybe that, it's though, because like, then every week I'm like, we can't, we can't go backwards. Yep. Nope. It's very stressful. I'm like, oh, I think we might have pulled out, pulled out the big, the big guns too early. I'm like, I already did the Titanic. Dude, <laughs> what am no, I supposed to do? No, we haven't, we haven't pulled out the big guns yet. Yeah, that's true. John Bonet. You're going to hate this. One local diver, Buck Buchanan. Buck famously said, quote, you reach out into the dark and you feel an arm or a leg and it doesn't move. That's creepy. Unquote. <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> yes, Buck, it is. He's not just like diving for fun. Like he gets called in as like a rescue diver. Oh, too. oh. But. That's. Creepy. I mean, wow. maybe he, maybe he does it for fun, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't if I it, I feel like there comes a point where like the things that you enjoy and you're like, oh, I can do this for a job. That'll be fine. Don't and then like it. you don't you do it for a job and you're like, I do not enjoy this anymore. But like I'm good at it. So me. therefore I have to do it. Like <laughs> me with reading books while I worked at a bookstore. Right. Like, I can't read for fun. I have to read whatever new arc that I got so I can talk about it to people. Yeah. Of the missing bodies. He also said, quote. Nobody has been able to lay them to rest. They're on the bottom of Lanier. Hopefully, you find them before they find you. Buck! Okay. For a second, I was like, oh, he's a sweet man. Like, oh, he's like, you know, this is my job. It's really sad that we can't find these people. They haven't been laid to rest. Dude, you drop that kind of thing at the very end. I... Mm. Mm. Okay. Do you need a pillow? I need a minute. Okay. Perhaps most famously, some people may have heard of Lake Lanier because of this. The lake also claimed the life of 11-year-old Kyle Glover, son of Usher's ex-wife Tamika Foster, who was critically injured in a jet ski accident in 2012. The lake is also said to be haunted by a variety of spirits. I'm pumped. She says so calmly. (laughs) So we've already kind of talked about the spirits who might be unsettled because their final resting place got flooded over. The doy, yeah. So they're general. They're kind of a general population. We're going to talk about a couple more specific examples. Okay. Thank you. So in 1958, Delia May Parker Young. Ooh, there's a name. Delia May. And her friend Susie Roberts were driving to the Three Gables, a local roadhouse in Dawsonville, after attending a dance. Aww. They stopped for gas, but sped away quickly because they hadn't paid. Oh, 
girl. Yeah. Ooh. As they were crossing the Jerry Jackson slash Lake Lanier Bridge, Susie lost control of the car (gasps) and ran off the bridge. Oh, no. The women and the car disappeared to the bottom of the lake, leaving only skid marks on the road behind as evidence that anything was amiss. (gasps) Divers searched the area, but neither the car nor the women could be found. 18 months later, a fisherman found the bloated remains of a body. The body couldn't be identified by coroners, but the locals near Dawsonville were sure it was Delia. They were sure it was her because dozens of drivers on State Route 53 had seen her after she vanished. She allegedly appeared as a handless spirit. Handless? Oh, I forgot to mention. The body that they found was missing two toes and didn't have hands. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Sorry. Thought I had included that. I didn't. (laughs) Um, Right. Spooky voice. She allegedly appeared. Spooky voice. As a handless spirit who roamed down the highway in a blue party dress. Aww. The ghost appeared to be lost, said many who had witnessed her presence. Three decades went by, and the women's names were mostly forgotten. The ghost passed off as a myth. Until. (gasps) Renovation work on the bridge began, and as construction workers dredged the bottom of the lake... They found the wreckage of a 1954 Ford. Inside the car, Susie's bones were discovered, verified by dental records. The handless body they had buried in the past was relabeled with Delia's name. As for Susie, some say she can still be spotted wandering the back roads of the State Route 53, making her way from Dawsonville to the top of the old bridge. So handless yeah and they say that delia's ghost the lady of the lake oh the handless one will grab people and drag them under Ooh, with like her arms like she must have really good upper body she's got some great upper body strength well she's probably having she's having to swim without having to anything to like cup the water with so she's like ghosts even have to swim it's a good or do they just kind of like you know I mean, it depends on how they're physically manifesting in order to, like, pull you down anyway, but... Uh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. All right. <laughs> Another episode I need to do. <laughs> Sorry, man. Multiple people have seen a shadow figure sitting on a raft with a pole to inch himself forward, back, side to side, regardless of the various depths of the lake, and a lantern to see. Ooh. And then... I'm going to give you a little story quote from a source called Southern Gothic Media. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah. I think that it's also a podcast. Yeah, Southern Gothic is a podcast. Yeah. Quote, one such sighting was reported by two fishermen who claimed to have seen it at around 1 a.m. on a cold autumn night. The raft was spotted in a section of the lake that is known to be roughly 45 feet deep. Whoa. Yet the raft's rider seemed to have no difficulty navigating the water with a pole to push him along. The two fishermen watched as the figure traveled along before suddenly shouting and jumping from the raft into the freezing water. Afraid something was coming for them, the fishermen quickly pulled up their lines and prepared to leave the area. 
But when they shined their lights across the water, there was no sign of the raft or the figure. The dark surface of the lake calm and undisturbed, as if nothing large had ever disrupted them. There are also creepy sounds reported to come from the bottom of the lake, including those of church bells, supposedly from the sunken churches left behind. Y'all, okay, so the reason I'm quiet is because I couldn't put my jaw back up into my face, and now I'm just, oh, I'm so creeped out. We are not a codfish, Michael. (laughs) Snapshot. Well... At least you can be resting assured that there aren't actually church bells coming from underneath the water. Because according to core spokesman Cesar Yabor, he told CNN, uh, it's not possible because any steeples of any churches would have been removed due to the danger that the height of a steeple mm-hmm. and the fact that they were partially made of wood, they would have caused a lot of problems for boats. Okay, that's, that's all great and good, but... Um... <laughs> The possibility of church bells coming from the depths of this lake, just like sounds, mm-hmm. ghostly sa- I yeah, terrifying. No, thank you. Yeah. All right. So that was kind of our spooky stuff. That was great. Very thank well you. done. But now we're going to talk about something that's almost more scary. Real life. Yeah. Real Aww. life. So I'm going to give a content warning for violence. And racism. Because Georgia. Georgia. In the 1950s and 60s. Well, actually a little bit earlier than that. But So, Lake Lanier's tragic history can be traced back long before it became a lake. Forsyth County, which sits on the western side, was once part of the Cherokee Nation. In the 1830s, the U.S. government expulsed most of its members from what would be one of the southeasternmost origins of the Trail of Tears. So we've already got that cultural history happening. Before it was covered by Lake Lanier, Forsyth County, Georgia, had about 12,000 residents, including a thriving black farming community called Oscarville that made up more more than 1,000 of these people. Many were formerly enslaved residents and their descendants, and many owned their own land. In 1912, however, things took a turn for the worse in Oscarville. A woman named May Crow, who is an 18-year-old white woman, was raped and killed close to Brown's Bridge on the banks of the Chattahoochee, near town. The crimes were pinned on four young black people who happened to live nearby. Mm. They were 16-year-old Ernest Knox, 16. his 18-year-old cousin Oscar Daniel, 22-year-old Trussie Jane Daniel, Oscar's sister, and 24-year-old Robert Big Rob Edwards. Aww. The day after Edwards' arrest, a white mob invaded his jail cell. Oh. He was lynched just outside the courthouse in Cumming, which is the country seat, or the county seat. Today, evidence linking the group to Crow, to the victim, remains unfounded, and some of her descendants outwardly speak of their possible innocence. That's so frustrating. Outside the courthouse? Of course. Blatant. Yep. The sister of one of them was 
Eventually, the charges were dropped, but the two other young men were also executed by the state. They did get a trial, but... That's... Pretty meaningless. Yeah. Cut to... Executed. Footage of our current day and time. Executed. My God. A second white woman, also in 1912, Ellen Grice, accused a black man of raping her after they were found in bed together. Grant Smith, a local black minister was somehow linked to speculation that perhaps Grice's claim was a cover-up for consensual sex. Yeah. Whether Smith really said this or not is still unknown, but he was whipped for the suggestion. (gasps) These two incidents sparked a a wave of racially motivated violence that left black homes, churches, and businesses burned, many black men dead, and had the residents of Oscarville fleeing town permanently, often with only what they could carry. White people quickly moved in, looting what they left behind and claiming the fertile farmland for themselves. So not good. Forsyth County remained an all-white county until 1967. Whoa. When Hosiah Williams, who had marched across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama back in 1965, attempted to lead a unity march in Forsyth to celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day. He was met with white counter-protesters and violence. A week later, in a second attempt, Williams was joined by Coretta Scott King, Hmm. John Lewis, Jesse Jackson, and 20,000 more marchers to Cummings Courthouse. It was the largest civil rights demonstration since Dr. King's funeral the previous year. Amen. John Lewis, I'm so sad he's gone. Truly. And then I wasn't really sure where to squeeze it into my, like, sections, but several... There's a source in the show notes from Oxford American that I highly recommend people read. It's extremely well-written, and it's really... I think it does a great job sharing, like, the history of the lake and how current residents relate to it, but it was also written, like, right at the beginning of the pandemic, so there's, like, an interesting conversation about that as well. Um, But they also pointed out that... Many of the people who visit the lake are people of color, like black families, and there's also a a growing Latinx population. So it's unfortunate that for reasons we're about to get into, this lake is dangerous in some ways and that it's not being taken care of. Mm. Okay, so you've heard all this. What's the verdict? Is the lake truly haunted by displaced or forgotten inhabitants of sunken graveyards or frustrated spirits run off their family's land in the name of hatred? Or is it something else? From a practical standpoint, Lake Lanier was never meant to be a recreational attraction. I was just about to ask because you were like, reservoir, like (laughs) drinking water, runoff. So its main purpose was to protect the Chattahoochee River from flooding. Yeah. To provide a power source via the, the dam. Yeah. And to offer the growing metropolis of Atlanta a more reliable water source. Which, if you live in Atlanta, I hope you're using a Brita because <laughs> that is some bad, bad, no good soup. Yeah. As we've already discussed. Like, creepy. very, very, very bad soup. Like, you're drinking old, you're drinking dead people, dead building water. <laughs> like, the fact that so many people have, like, 
passed away in that water. And they're like, yeah, this is drinking water. And there are 27 of them that we haven't found. I do wonder, though, if they're still using it as drinking water. Are they? Do you know? I cannot confirm nor deny. Okay. I will not speak with authority on this matter. Unlike me. <laughs> no comment. Local residents, however, didn't seem to get the message that it was not a recreation They're area. like, woo, a lake. In fact, trolley loads of people from nearby areas started swimming in the lake before it was even finished. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Swimmers would snag their clothes on the tops of trees that reached up to the surface of the water. It's not even full yet. Yeah. Just imagine, like, how tall a tree is, and the water is, like, just almost above the top it. of the tree, but, like, you're swimming and your trunks get, like, snatched also, by a tree. Like, the tree might not even be taller than one of the buildings. Like, you could just snag on yourself right, on an just, entire like, walk building. On a roof or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this murky purpose, if you'll pardon the pun. Wow. Remains a source of trouble to this day. The remains of the sunken towns, as well as wreckage from more recent accidents, make the open waters of the lake a dangerous place to swim. Duh. Which also, I'm a rule follower, so I would not ever go outside the marked where you're supposed to swim, unless it was like, oh, our our ball or something. Here, let me go grab it real quick and toss it back. And even then, I might... Make someone else do it. Yeah, you late freak me out. Yeah, no thank you. The debris field also makes search and rescue efforts more challenging. Oh, well, that's... not really not really rescue, I guess, Unfortunately. in these cases. Um, but make those more challenging and often unfruitful in the event that a swimmer does go missing. Some locals believe that Lake Lanier should be shut down entirely as a recreational site, even going so far as to start a change.org petition. So... I didn't check to see if it's still active, but maybe it is. We can all go sign it. I am interested to know, though, the, like, the ratio of, like, locals who are adamantly against it being a recreational space and those who are like, it's fine, it's a lake. Well, and then also, like, how many of those people don't know the history, right? Yeah. I just don't want this. There's too many bodies. There's too many bodies. Put that on the merch. <laughs> too many bodies. Too many. Okay, but this, however, is unlikely, given the economic impact that the lake has had on the region. A study conducted in 2000, which, wow, that's a while ago. <laughs> oh my God, that was 20... <laughs> this study can drink now. This, yeah, this this study is as old as, as my brother. Liam can drink. Liam Well, he's going to be able to in July. Okay, but this study, conducted in 2000, by the Marine Trade Association of Metropolitan Atlanta, the MTAAMA, maybe, um, (laughs) estimated that the economic impact of Lake Lanier exceeded $5.5 billion annually, and since 1957, the powerhouse generators located at Buford Dam have alone produced more than $96 million in hydroelectricity, which also better than fossil fuels. So cool. Yeah. That part though feels separate to the, like the amount of money that they've made from the, like the tourism of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they would, I assume keep it 
It would still be hydro like yeah, power. They would still be people weren't visiting, part, but but like five point five billion. That is a lot of money. Bee. Yeah, that is a lot it's of like money. Campsites and restaurants and kayak rentals or I was whatever. gonna say definitely some rentals and it's like what six hundred and fifty miles of of shoreline almost. Yeah, something like that. So like that is a lot of space and it depends parking. on parking. Like, par- yeah, exactly. I, I was just gonna say like it, so long as you it's like different spaces you come in on. And, Tell me you live in DC. <laughs> like in right? northern, northern Virginia, if you're like, oh, parking, I assume you have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, probably not going to sh- get shut down at any point. But whether or not it is haunted by spirits or simply poor nature stewardship, you're not going to catch me swimming in Lake Lanier. No, thank you. Anytime soon. No, neither me. No. Also, I hate swimming, so. That's fair, but... Yeah, that's the story. Spooky Lakes. That was very well done. Shout out to that person on TikTok that was doing Spooky Lake Month for October. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's where I saw this initially. And uh, I have updated the spreadsheet, but this morning the placeholder title was Shannon is a forever indoor cat, parentheses, part two. (laughs) Because if you recall, the Dutch hikers, that was That was definitely part part one. And, uh, yeah, like I said, sources are in the show notes, as always. Highly recommend you check all of them out if you're interested, but especially recommend the Oxford American essay if you are, if you got, like, you know, that, like, awkward seven minutes before your next Zoom meeting, check it out. That was really good. Thanks. I got... so happy I spooked you Yeah, you thoroughly spooked me, like, twice. <laughs> Once with Buck in his Buck Buchanan. My gosh, what a guy! Such, such a southern name. He probably has some really good stories to tell at the bar. Oh. And by good, I mean like pretty terrifying. But, but he's the guy you want to talk to at the bar. It. I would be. Like, we'd be on either side of him. Like he'd he'd be trapped. He'd <laughs> be like, hi. Um, if we buy you a beverage, don't mind this microphone that's right between all of us. But speak directly into speak it, please. Speak into it, please. Softly, slowly, and clearly. He'd be like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Who are you? <laughs> Please leave me our alone. Gen- our generic southern accent that is not any particular state. Although, I'm pretty good at the Virginia southern accent. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because it's that weird, like, Virginia drawl hmm. where it kind of, it honestly, the, it sounds like it's a southerner trying to sound really posh. I am am gonna fail at it right now because obviously I've just called it out. Right. But there was there was a guy who my mom worked with because she's a photographer and he she lives in in Virginia, and he is like born and bred Virginian, mm-hmm. and my mom is like from everywhere and so her clothing is like you know whatever is comfortable. It's usually pretty baggy, but it's like stylish baggy. Like she's chic. a very she's a very chic Comfy stylish. Chic person and there was one day where she like walked into his office and he looked at her and he goes Kimberly you look like you're from New York City and I don't understand where you got that style but it looks good on you and I think I like it and it was like (laughs) she she was like I look like I'm from New York City? Like, wait a minute. This is your idea of what a New Yorker looks like? I'm wearing my comfy flying squirrel jumpsuit. <laughs> Seriously. 
Um, but that was that's my interpretation of like a Virginian well, accent because he does he genuinely sounds like that that man. But that's like a Virginian accent where there there's like a Louisiana. You know like who a, I think of when I think of a Virginia accent? Uh oh. Miss Allie Lane. Oh golly, but she's closer to like the western side too. She's um, not posh, yeah. but she know. yeah. Uh, my little vampire. I'm gonna go to the Italian restaurant and we're gonna get some spaghetti. The higher the hair, the closer to God. Amen. Uh, I think maybe she listens. If you do, hi, Miss Allie Lane. We love you and we miss you so much. Yeah, your dog is cute. The fact that you were the she was she had a cast iron pan in her dorm room <laughs> to make cornbread. <laughs> wow, and the jar of glitter. A jar of glitter, I forgot. How could you forget? Never wrong a southern girl. No. She won't slash, I mean, maybe she'll slash your tires, but she'll also throw glitter into every seam, every compartment of your car. You will never not be sparkly. Little vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, sorry for our accents. We really, uh, we never got the training in school. Nope. Um, but we're good at pretending. Yeah. So we thank you for your patience, your forgiveness, and for listening. And until next time, remember... This podcast doesn't exist. And neither do we. Goodbye! <laughs> okay. So, I forgot to tell my lake story. So we're going to tell it now. Welcome to this podcast doesn't exist after the final cut edition <laughs> after dark after if we, dark if we had drinks no so my family has these family friends who i just i just called them my aunt and uncle and my cousin even though they're like right not related for real but they had in south carolina this like they shared this family house that was on a lake and they had like a boat and everything that you'd go out on. Um, and so we went with them, me and my my parents and my little brother, who was like at that point, Liam was like maybe two, like pretty young. Um, and me and their son, Joseph, are pretty close in age. He's about two, three years older than me. And we got along pretty well. And we'd been there for like a couple of days. Like it was like a weekend or something. And so we we're going to head back on like the Monday. And on Sunday, we decide, oh, we're going to go on like one last boat trip. And my uncle, Tony, was like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. We'll go in, like, an hour. I have to take care of, like, some house stuff before we leave. Like, a little bit of maintenance to, like, make sure, you know, everybody does their Mm -hmm. bit when they're there. And so he goes up on a ladder to get rid of what he assumes is this empty wasp nest. Oh, no. This man is allergic to wasps. Oh, no. And it is not empty. Oh, no, 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 no. he knocks it down. Oh, no. You can't dance with it. Oh, my gosh. But it's such a bop. It is a bop. The remix. It's the remix. It's the remix. Can we switch the language? Can we switch the language? But he knocks it down. And he's... a bit of spice. (laughs) Unfortunate (laughs) spice. He knocks it down, and there's, like, a horror... It was a huge wasp nest. And he gets stung all over his face. And only really on one side of his face, because that's the face that's like closest, or the side of his face that's closest to it. The face. The face. Not the other face. Not the other face. Uh, But he's also on this ladder. And so he like struggles down off of this ladder. Luckily, he doesn't fall. 
and he comes inside and we can see that he's like got some stings and stuff and his wife Jody is like are you okay like what can we do all of this stuff and he was like honestly I'll be fine put like a little bit of bleach on like a uh like a cotton swab and it'll get rid of the stinging feeling and I'll be okay at this point we don't know that this man is allergic I don't even know if his wife knows that he's allergic Oh and he's like, all right, so let's all go out on the boat. The, he's the only one who knows how to drive this boat. Uh-huh. And so we're out on this boat in the middle of the lake. And we're all pretty much having a good time. I'm not a swimmer, so I'm not really in the water. Um, but my mom was like, just dip your toes in. Like, just get in and just for a second and see, you know, use your bathing suit, basically. She was like, I didn't want to pack it just so you right. could look cute. Like, get in the water and, like, use the bathing suit. So I was like, fine. I don't like water at all, mostly for the fact that I can't see my feet. And this is a lake, so I obviously can't see my feet. So like, Yeah, the spirits are waiting to yoink you down. Nope, never. Never going to do it. But Joseph was already in the water, and they, they had been, like, wakeboarding and, like, you know, tubing behind mm-hmm. it and everything. Um, and so he was already in the water, and I think somebody else was, either my mom or his mom, someone. And his dad is still on the boat with, like, my dad, and they're talking, drinking beers. And Tony's face is just growing a little bit more swollen by, like, the minute. And my dad, who's a doctor, is like, Tony, this, is, this isn't good. Tony's like, it's fine. Like, it's, it's fine. It'll go away. It's fine. So we're... In the water, we're playing around. This feels around. like something out of, like, a Cheaper by the Dozen movie. Truly. Like Steve Martin is playing just, Uncle Tony. Just wait. Because Joe gets to, it like, goes to go get out of the water and puts his foot on, like, the bumper of the boat and slips and splits his foot open on the propeller. <laughs> and it's like his last How three... dare you spook me on my spooky episode? <laughs> I'm so sorry. But the last, his last three toes, or no, it was his first three toes are like close to off. That's how badly he split his foot open. And so he climbs into the, to the boat. And of course he's bleeding everywhere. And my mom immediately goes into mom mode because his mom's starting to freak out. And so she like wraps his foot up. Everyone's all right. And he, she's like, all right, everybody out of the water. Be careful. Like everybody get back in the boat. We're going back to the house. We're going to get you to the emergency room. All of this. You obviously need stitches, all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And Joe, of course, is like screaming, which totally fair. Um, and so Tony's like, all right, man's the helm. This man's left eye is now completely swollen shut. This family <laughs> stressed me out. And so we are in this boat on the way back, and Tony's going as fast as he's allowed to go, but uh-huh. also probably as fast as he feels like it's okay to go, because he can't he's a pirate now. He can't. He has no depth perception whatsoever, oh because God. now one eye oh is gone. No. And so my dad is freaking out, because he's like, do you want me to, like drive the boat and he's like no it's fine I've got it it's fine I've got it he pulls into the dock we get all of our stuff we get into the car I thought you were gonna be like he pulled over (laughs) the lake lake police were like whoop 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 um no he we pull into the dock we like get into the house we grab our stuff we all pile into our like separate cars um and like, we get to the emergency room. Like, we're in the emergency room. We've got, you know, Joe, he's all signed up for everything. And the bleeding has kind of stopped, so it's okay. Did you bring the toes with you? <laughs> they didn't fall off. <laughs> they didn't fall off. Oh, yeah, off. if they had, you would not, you were not going to find them in the lake. Nope. Do they float? Probably. They're light enough. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
sorry. You don't need to know that. Why did you ask that question? I have a morbid curiosity. What if a fish just like swam by? Like, I mean, a catfish. A catfish. Oh my gosh. Uh, so we get to the emergency room, and my mom realizes. Wait, okay, can, can I interject with one one more thing? Yeah. You know how like per episode like seven or something, your parents lie to you all the time. Oh yeah. Do you think any of these, like, Georgia moms down by the Chattahoochee and Lake Lanier will, like, tell their little kids, like, you can't go in the water without mom or dad because the giant catfish will just come and eat you? Absolutely. Like, they do. <clears throat> Absolutely they do. Like, if it was b- as big as, like, a Volkswagen bug, it could eat a baby. I, it could eat more than a baby. A toddler. A full-grown man. I say a full-grown man. I mean, I guess... How big is the mouth, I guess? That's the, the, that's the, the bigger question. What is the proportion? Please do not send it, us sketches of this tariff. I don't want it. Me neither. For once in our life, do not send us an email. We're going to get Thank like you. 10 now. sketches. Because oh people are mean. Anyway, we head to the emergency room. Right. Everyone's in. Jody, my aunt, forces my Uncle Tony to sit down and like be in an emergency room yeah. with Joe. And my mom's like, Emma, is it okay if I leave you here with your aunt and uncle? Liam, a two-year-old, it's, like, way past his nap time. He didn't get lunch because we were, like, mm-hmm. figuring out all of this. And she's, like, we need to go back to the house and, like, you know, take care of him. Is that okay? And, of course, Jody and Tony were, like, yeah, absolutely. And so my parents leave with my little brother. And I'm in the emergency room with my cousin, my uncle, whose face is completely swollen shut now. And my aunt, who's just, like, I don't know what to do. Two of my, of my family members, my only two family members are down. Like, I don't know what to do. And my Uncle Tony had walked into this emergency room and the woman at the front desk, the receptionist, was like, oh, let me, like, you know, sign you in and everything. He was like, no, I'm good. (laughs) No, sir, you are not good. My aunt, when she sat him down, like, went back up and was like, this man needs, like, an adrenaline shot, please, or whatever it is that the anaphylaxis. Well, it must be a Jody thing. Because you remember when my dad and Jody, my stepmom, oh, yeah. they were here at the house oh my gosh. doing yard work, and my dad got stung by something, or like bitten by something. It was Walks something. in, his hand was like inflating, and he was like, I'm good. And, and I, I told him, I was like, John, you need to, you need you to, need like, to take, take like a Benadryl or something. He's like, no, just put an ice pack on it. And then Jody walks in like five minutes later, and she's like, what are you doing? Get a Benadryl. Like, she literally looked at him and went, get a Benadryl. And you were like, see? But he was like, yeah, all right, all right. Because okay. his wife said it to him, so he's like, no, listen to her. The general said it, so I guess I should listen to the general. I mean. But yeah, Joe's foot is fine. He walks fine. He's Yeah, were they able to, like, sew his toes back on? Yeah. Can he feel stuff on them? I think so. Wow. Medicine's crazy. Yeah, I, I think- should know this. I am a surgeon. <laughs> I'm yeah. also a lawyer. Also, we oh, you finished? I finished the whole series. Well done. You the finished out four? The last 15 minutes of that show. Outrageous? Banana Pants. Yeah. Banana Pants. If you've watched the end of How to Get Away with Murder, please contact me on your social media of choice. Immediately. Because I need to unpack it with somebody and nobody I know in real life. I haven't finished it. I'm sorry. Watches it. It's just... It's one of those shows where you just have to be like... I also feel this way about you on Netflix. Like... Me? Sorry, I can't not make that joke. I, I just feel the way about both of them where you just have to know going in that it's gonna get bat-ish crazy. Yeah. And you just have to accept 
that realism is not the name of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like... What? I think I've just guessed the ending to How to Get Away with Murder. Oh. No, no, I don't. Because now I've just thought through the episodes I have seen, and I was like, no, genuinely, that couldn't have happened. Never mind. Oh, now I want to know. Well, her husband is alive. You're not saying things. That means it. Yes. Guess you'll just have to watch it. Guess I just missed it. Her husband was alive. Who did they kill? Oh my god. All right, well, stay tuned. Thank you for your little, I don't know where this is going in the episode, so I, you may not even hear me say this, but thanks for hanging out. Love ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs>